Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochelprano. Hello, Andrew. Good evening. Good evening. How are things in Cincin? Cincin? I don't know. What's, what do you get? The Queen City, Chiliville, Runner-Upsville. I, what, what are we calling ourselves these days? You either, we either go Cincy. Natty. Yeah, I like definitely to, not doing natty. <laughs> I like to do the nasty natty. Yeah. Um, you know, more sensey. How's everything there? Good, man. Good. I, I, I had a I had a full weekend of Midwest vibes. I was gonna gotta, say you were just gotta, in the hood. Gotta say, it's good to be home. It's good to be home. What's that supposed to mean? Too damn cold, too damn fat. Too damn like can a can a guy get a salad up in here? <laughs> they're like they're like yeah you can get a salad. Do you want the buffalo wings on top of them to be boneless or bone in? And I was like, why are there buffalo wings on my salad? Yeah, man, it's a little different. A little different oh, they were like we, we we thought we thought by salad you meant carrots and celery that you could dip in the blue cheese. I mean, you think it was tough for me, you know, Eddie and his diet. I mean, we left the club one night. Eddie was just like, I don't even understand what's happening. He's like, you're telling me my options in Chicago to eat are hot dogs and hamburgers right now. But and, and they were like, they were literally like, yeah. So, but like comedy clubs aren't going to have health food anyway. You're talking right. outside the club or at yeah. the club? Yeah. Outside the club. Chicago, man. I'm sure there's spots, but. You know, late, but to be fair, like late night, where are you eating healthy in LA late night past 10 o'clock? Right? I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, 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 like late night. But you know, you can go over here to Killer Cafe, get yourself a salad or something. Sure. No, for sure. I, I, I had a neighbor I and I don't know her. I was. I was, this is what I've been up to. I've been raking like gumballs that fall from the tree the last couple of days. Yeah. You know, you know, it's that time of year. And, it's, and, it's, and it was actually really nice here the last two days, like high fifties, low sixties. Anyway, she was all in all her bangles gear. And uh, anyway, we, you know, we talked, she was walking her dog and, and we're talking about the Super Bowl. And I said, I said, well, you know, I was a little conflict. I didn't go to the whole thing. I was a little conflicted. I lived in LA for 14 years and I've been to more Rams games actually than Bengals games. And after I said I lived in LA for 14 years, she goes, I'm sorry. And it was just so condescending, ignorant. And here's the funny part. On her way back, she apologized. I'll give her that. But the apology, in my opinion, is a weak apology for why she apologized. She goes, you know, I was thinking I shouldn't have said that. Obviously, you lived there for that long and you like you must have liked it. And then she said, it's just the traffic is so bad. I want to be like, 
Any city that's big has bad traffic. What you yeah. wanted to say to me, you wanted to go. You wanted, you wanted to, do to do taxes. You wanted and to homeless, do homeless and the politics. Yeah, yeah. Which, which here's my thing. I didn't like a lot of that either, ever. But all the other good stuff that comes with it, and, and that's my thing is like, I will, and I was saying this uh, to my girlfriend. I was like, I'll never be, and she's like, because I've, ne she goes, you're right. I've never heard you say. I go, I'll never be that person who's like, fuck LA. Like when well, I Eddie and I, Eddie made me go like, so we took an Uber one morning to get breakfast and we, we, we Ubered like 0.6 miles cause it's too damn cold. And then on the way back, he was like, Hey, there's a mall between here and our hotel. So we can go quarter mile, quarter mile. And I was like, it's still too damn cold, Eddie. And then he's like, no, we're walking. And I was walking and I was, I was, you know, me, I mean, I went full no chill. I was raging. I was like, these people fucking with their, oh, L.A. with the taxes. I was like, you know what that is? It's We're paying nature's heating bill. Now I'm walking in ice and slop to an outlet mall in fucking Rosemont, Ohio, or Rosemont fucking Illinois, because that's like the one thing to do in the area before I get back and eat it. The, you know, eat, drink, and be Murray, the Bill Murray fucking hot dog stand inside our hotel. I was like, I don't pay for heat. I don't pay for air conditioning. I don't pay for any of that. I'll, I'll give me my taxes all day. And then, God forbid, I ever squirt out a kid, I'll send him to UCLA or UC Davis or UCSB. Like people pretend like our taxes just get lit on fire, but. It's well, like, well, well, that's my thing. I, I always say it's like, cause I don't like, I don't like the taxes there. I don't like a lot of things, but, but, but again, it's not, it's not this again. It's always like this or that. It's and, Stockholm. And I, the, 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 let's be totally honest. It's Stockholm syndrome. You're out in Chicago in negative three going like, I love eating hot dogs fucking three times a day. You got Stockholm syndrome. You fucking grew up there. You're going to stay there. Well, well I, I had a back-to-back -back days Friday night going for a late night slice of pizza uh with my girlfriend we wanted some late night pizza by where she lives and she's in a really good area in covington and uh you know they're like 17 year old kids it's midnight they walk in they're all they're they're hammered i don't care they're no lie joe like 16 17 they're all chanting fuck the rams and i'm laughing and then i couldn't i just couldn't resist when the one kid goes la is the worst fucking city in the country and, and, and at that point, I just looked over. I said, give me 10 reasons why it's the worst city. And I knew he's going to do it. How, how about how about have you ever been there? Well, well, that's what I'm about to get to. And then he goes homelessness. And then I instantly go, have you ever been there? I go, actually, have you ever been to California? He goes, no. I go, OK, discussion over, dude. Yeah. And she she was like, I thought you were going to. I was like, I'm not going to. They're drunk. These kids aren't going to fight me. I wasn't mean. I was just like, dude, I don't care what mommy and daddy told you or what you saw on Fox News. Like. You should go somewhere first before you just say, LA is the worst fucking city in the world. Yeah. Have fun. Have fun banging fours and sweaters throughout the Midwest the rest of your life, dog. Like, I mean, we're out. We're out. It's like everybody is like, I'm like, everybody's hot dogs. It's like, you're like, I felt like a supermodel. I was like, man, I'm the, I, I was with Eddie. I was like, we're the fittest guy for. 25 miles well, well and look to be fair like I, I can like both right like obviously i do like i like the midwest I, it has its pros its cons obviously the west coast has its pros and cons but like again i'll just say this end of story like 
you come at me with weather stuff. There is no better weather or geography in the entire country. It doesn't even come close than the state of California. And listen, I we had a fantastic weekend in the Midwest, mostly because the so many, great. so many great fans, so many great shows. Shout out to all the dirt balls, including Guy on Couch, who made it out to shows. Um, but to all you young bucks, all you, all these, you know, college, post college kids that that came out to shows. I had the, I had the Michigan State crew. I had the Ill, the the Fighting Illini crew. I had the the guys who came out in Rosemont. You're all in your twenties. Come on out. Come on, join No Chill in the sun, guys. When you get out of Michigan State, get hop the first bus where the water's warm. In 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 Bill Walton's words, like, come on, Dad, throw it, throw down on a ticket and join us in sunny Southern California, the state of champions. But awesome dirt balls coming out to every show. Such a such a the Midwest, such a dirt ball stronghold. Why don't I play a call? Obviously, we'll get to some sports, but we have a call about one of your shows. Great. In particular, a comedy question for you from a dirt ball who went and saw you. Great. Hey, Frano. Hey, Ruther. This is Nathan, the number one Wisconsin dirtball. It is currently 12.15 a.m., just after midnight. I just got back from the three-hour drive to Frano's show in Milwaukee. I'm back home in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Uh, great show, Joe. Great meeting you afterwards. Wish I could have bought you a beer, but I, I had to get home. I got work at 8 a.m. in the morning. Um, uh, but great show. I'm glad I can make it. And I have a question for you about uh, – Doing doing stand up on Sundays. How do you like doing stand up on on a on a Sunday night? Because the crowd can't get drunk because they have to be at work the next morning. So like, is it a worse experience if the, if the crowd isn't drunk? Are they not laughing as much? Um, you know, how do you like doing Sundays versus Saturdays or Fridays? Um, thanks so much, guys. Stay dirty and fuck Eddie if for making fun of me in front of the entire audience. <laughs> Bye. It's so awesome for him to come to the show, drive three hours. It means it does dirt balls. It does mean a lot when you guys come, especially from far and wide to see the show. He came, drove by himself three hours, both ways, sat, sat basically front row by himself, which Eddie spotted it right away. And oh was boy. like, Eddie spotted it right away. He was like, so you're by yourself. And he was like, yeah, he's like, so you're one of Joe's fans. <laughs> he's like, you, you listen to Joe's podcast. <laughs> So Eddie made Eddie ripped on him. Um, and that was, it was fun, but yeah, to answer his question, it's like this, you know, he was at a very interesting show because we did a Sunday show in Milwaukee after at the Milwaukee improv, after doing two different Zanies clubs, basically in Chicago and outer Chicago the whole weekend. So a lot of times um, the Sunday show is pretty cool because you're in the same club where you've worked all weekend and now you're like, Oh, maybe I'll try some new stuff that I, you know, haven't been working into like Sundays are always a little bit lighter, you know, um, Thursdays are usually lighter. Sundays are usually lighter Friday, Saturdays, but like, I, I think most comedians would agree with me. Thursday is kind of your warm up. You're like figuring out what you're going to do the whole weekend. And then Friday, Saturday, you're kind of locked in and you do it. And then Sunday you get to break out, you know, maybe some new stuff you didn't get to do all weekend. But last night we didn't really get to do that because we were doing our cl a club for the first time. So it was like, we still have to 
we, we kind of had to keep our game on. And yeah, you could tell the crowd was not drinking as much, not as full. It was a big club. Um, it was still a super fun night, but like both Eddie and I were like, are you guys just like still depressed about the Packers? Did y'all come from church? Like what's like, what's going on here? So like Sundays can be fun, but um, they can also be like lighter and whatever. It's usually a fun night to play around though. Um, But you, you had like kind of the, almost the worst of both worlds where we were in a bigger club than we were in all weekend. That was then like, you know, only partially full because it's a Sunday and it was a, a, you know, a new room for us. So we were kind of like still on our game. What part of Milwaukee is that club? I think it was in Bloomfield. Okay. Um, guy on couch kept saying like, this isn't Milwaukee. I got you. Yeah. That's what I was wondering it's, if it's, it was the outskirts in a, in a mall. The improv loves to put their things in a mall outside of the city. Yeah. I got you. That's what I, that's why I was asking. Why is that? Why are so many goddamn comedy clubs just in general? Foot traffic. And then like you see a lot of these. Comedy, I don't know. I don't know the real like technical, but I have heard like pretty sure when they put one, I forget where I was, but it's like they love to put them in like the new mall, you know, the place that just opened up. And it's like, oh, it'll help us draw people out here to come to the mall, but then also People who come to the mall will go to the show. I've heard sometimes, and I don't know if this is with just certain chains or whatever, they'll even like let the comedy club not pay rent just to interesting. Like be an attraction for the mall. Yeah, that is interesting. And, and, and I've heard that they do that with like Dave and Busters. You know what I mean? They'll they'll be like, just share profits with us, but you'll just draw people out here and then people will shop while they're here. Yeah, I can see that. It's interesting. I, I, by the way, if I was a Packers fan, I would be depressed for the record. Like, yeah, I was, you know, the crowd was kind of like tense at first. And I was like, are you guys upset? Cause I, I remind you of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> like, I get, I get, are you Aaron Rodgers a lot? I feel like it's a shock to your guys' system. Like maybe it's a little too soon. If, if I gave you zero to 100%, what percentage that he returns to the Packers? Uh, I'm going to go with like, 75 right now okay 75 returns to the packers because sounds like people are calling them but they're not interested in taking the call so i'm going to assume that like i'm going to go you know three to one four to one he stays and the only chance of him leaving is if some team and i don't think there's a ton of them out there that think they're exactly a quarterback away and call up with the godfather offer well, from what I've read, Tennessee is still wants to stick with Tannehill, which I think at this point you, you don't do. And, and obviously, we, we've had back-to-back Super Bowls. I don't think people are realizing this. We've had back-to-back Super Bowls where the missing link was an aging, veteran, established quarterback. Yeah. Which we hadn't really done. That. Like, where else had we seen that before? Right. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, yeah. But like, it's very rare where the guy goes and instantly wins. I mean, I think it speaks to the parody in the NFL, you know, 
And, but like the Rams, you know, I, I know they're talking about running it back and whatever, and they're going to try to find a way got, you know, I, I know, but pre pre Super Bowl and pre Super Bowl injury, Odell Beckham was like, I'll take a pay cut to stay. So there's that, but you know, that's the thing. Like, I think if you're Tennessee, right now, you were the one seed, but are you going, we punt on the next five seasons to win with Aaron Rodgers right now. Like that's kind of the, that's kind of the like thing that they're. Why not though? I, 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 again. I mean, I, like, I, I, I think Vrabel's thought process or the GM's thought process could also be, Hey, guys draft quarterbacks all the time. And then suddenly we have the next Josh Allen or the next Joe Burrow or the next, whatever, who's got a chance to, be on a rookie contract. And we like, we've look at what we've built. We've built a one seed in a, in a really loaded AFC with Ryan Tannehill. So yeah. like, why can't we just be a team that's like good forever? And we'll but, figure but the quarterback thing. I would argue like, I think Tannehill's a good, like he's a, he's a quality quarterback. He's you fine. Know, he's fine. But that's what he's I'm saying. Middle, like middle of the road. You're not getting, you bring up like a Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. You're not getting that unless you're drafting high. Well, I mean, where did, where did Josh Allen go? Where did Aaron Rodgers go? Where did, you know what I mean? Like, where did Russell Wilson go? Where did you, you know, there's guys out there who, where did Tom Brady go? <laughs> like, I gotcha. Yeah, I understand. I, my, my thought process would be if there's, any way to make that Rogers thing work, you you got to go all in for. Again, we, we we talked about it last episode. We know how hard it is to win a Super Bowl to even get to the Super Bowl. You just got to go all in. And and I mean, think about that. They 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 lost that game solely because of Ryan Tannehill. I'm going to say that. You you don't sack a guy nine times and still lose. It still took a time expiring basically field goal, right? Or did it expire his time? as the clock went to zero. Yeah. yeah. Like it still took all, even with his three turnovers and sacking a guy nine times, it still took every last second of that game. And, and again, I, I would put that on him personally. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd go all in. And, and I like, by the way, I, for the record, I like Tannehill a lot, especially more so obviously heading into this season, but at this point, I just I just think you just you need that X factor, man. I don't know. I want to bring up Patrick Mahomes real quick. Yeah, there, were, there there was a little, you know, TMZ drama going back and forth about he that he was going to tell his family to stay away from the. This game. was after you saw the video, right? I did see the video. Yeah. I mean, I mean, has anyone had a better resting bitch face than Brittany Matthews? No. Like, like, like if you say resting bitch face, you look at her face. Yeah, I, I, I don't I'd almost say that she's doing something other than bitchy, too. Like, it's almost like beyond. Like, I would argue that there are better resting bitch faces, but she's definitely got resting disaster face. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess that was at the Texas Tech game. And then the reports came that he told her and her and his brother. And I don't buy it. 
And that's being debunked. They're already saying he's Patrick Mahomes is already saying that's not true. I mean, first of all, Patrick Mahomes is like a Midwesterner talking about the fucking weather. You know, like he's got Stockholm syndrome for sure. I mean, we've all seen the picture of her like over teenage Mahomes with like her arms around. Like this dude is a prisoner for sure. <laughs> but and and listen, maybe it maybe there is, but like it just seems to me even if he got the the balls to be like, yo, you guys can't come to games anymore. Doesn't it seem like the first, unless he's already tried this, doesn't it seem like the first play would be like, Hey, obviously you guys can still come to games. You're my family. Maybe just stop acting like total dipshits all the time. Yeah. Maybe no spraying champagne. Maybe no TikTok dances on the graves of fallen players. Maybe no, like, you know, like just everybody's wives and brothers come to the games, you know, Cooper Manning and Peyton's wife went to game. To, what's Peyton Manning's wife's name? We don't fucking know. You know, you know, but it's a problem. It's a problem in general. Let me Matthew Stafford's wife. She was a problem. I'm just going to say it. She, dude, was she, she up there. Yeah, she was. Why was she? What was problematic? She she was problematic multiple games. She got into it with some fans. Okay. She, she, she got mad about Niners fans outnumbering the one game. She 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 got. Well, she, but yeah, but then but she she got upset about that and then bought a bunch of Rams fans tickets. No, but she specifically got into it. I know during a during a Rams game one time with fans, and it's like. Dude, well, let, let, let's put it this way. Whether or not it's true, she's not as pro. I didn't even know. That's how that's how big of a difference it is. It's like I've been I've been like, yo, I've known Patrick Mahomes' wife name and his brother's name for three years now. Sure. Like if Kelly Stafford or whatever's thing, like. She ain't on like this isn't even the same ball universe. She threw a pretzel at a fan. Okay. So she threw a pretzel at a Niner fan. I mean, I mean, look, it's not egregious. Right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying like Brittany Mahomes or whatever, Brittany fucking whatever her name is. Not Mahomes still, which like what? Like, let's not even fucking get into that deep dive. But like, are they? But I don't think they're married, right? And but what? But but like, yet he lets her fucking do literally anything she wants, and she's having his kid. Like that. Like, why aren't they married? That's very weird, right? I mean, it's smart, but also like super weird because she walks all over you. The the, the high school sweetheart thing is just like I don't know. But also, like, it's the duo. It's yeah, Brittany, and, like the them together. Yeah, screaming nonstop. Like I've known her name for three years. She is the she is the the fucking goat of annoying wives. And there's there's a distant second. I don't even know who's in second place. If I said to her, "What do you like, bring to the Doug table?" Christie's wife. Like I don't even know. What would she say? What would she say to me? If I, said, if, I, if I said, Brittany, honest question. What do you bring into the table? All right, let's role play. You, you, yeah. you do it, and then I'll, I'll be Brittany. 
So, Brittany, when you show up to Patrick's. <laughs> she's a fucking Muppet, dude. I don't fucking know what she say. <laughs> I bring the fucking tripod for fucking Jackson's TikToks. I don't know what the foot do I bring. I love how I try to treat it like it's a 60 minutes question interview. Yeah. And you're like, what do you expect of man? It's Brittany Mahomes, Brittany Matthews, yeah. whatever she is. Don't forget that was uh, that was Russell. Remember Russell Wilson and his, or that was his college sweetheart. Yeah. Although she allegedly banged Golden Tate, isn't that the rumor? Why that ended? I have no idea. But I, I, like all that matters is like, yeah, you know, if you're if you're Black Sports Online or if you're like one of these Twitter pages, or if you're in TMZ, yeah, maybe you're up on all this stuff. The bottom line is the casual fan hates Mahomes's girlfriend, baby mama, and his brother, and doesn't know about any single other player's wives. It's true. Like they're just the casual fan. It's true. It's a good point. I mean, it's like, can you just be like annoying at the level of people that like we barely know about? That's all we're asking. Just like come back to the middle. I, f- I feel I feel like once can't you like Patrick Mahomes would be like, listen, guys, you can come to games. Can you just be like as annoying as like Eli Apple's mom or like, you know, Miko Grimes or something like, can that be the le- Can that be the bar we said? Well, and, and the course can change. I was thinking about, I was thinking comparisons, right? Like we all know what was going on with Aisha Curry and tweeting about the refs and how she was so front and center. Is it just me or is Aisha Curry not as front and center now with Steph? Yeah, because Steph was definitely like, you cannot be tweeting about the NBA fixing games. Yeah. The NBA is responsible for your entire existence. The only reason Aisha Curry is a known entity and you can even have a cooking show is because I play in the NBA. You can't be tweeting the NBA fixes games. Go to your room. And she was like, all right, okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't change course. It seems Mahomes to- was like, go to your room. And she was like, ah! I'll By dance way- on your dead grave the way Jackson danced on Sean Taylor's. Get out of my face, Patrick. By, by the way, with all he's already accomplished, like she she's acting more excited on games that have less meant that have less meant than mean less. Sorry. than other that's games. Be- that's because she the following grew so much during the run. Just tell her to shut up. Yeah. Well, in other NFL news, the Steelers have hired Brian Flores. Yeah. As a defensive assistant and linebackers coach. Oh, I love this move for them. Absolutely. Yeah. They got like a, they also have a defensive coordinator and waiting if they like needed to, if they ever have a defensive problem, they can just go, Hey, look at this. Um, I think yeah. he's a great coach. Yeah. I wouldn't say I mean, great. Like, like I think he's like I think I think Flores is a really good coach. Again, what he did in Miami, turning it around. He's certainly way overqualified for that position, right? Oh, a hundred percent. And 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 kudos to Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Obviously, there's a lawsuit going on. Mike Tomlin doesn't care. And this should at least for a time being help any sort of blackball situation. Yeah. Quick update on the Dallas Cowboys cheerleader story, which 
we discussed in length last episode. The NFL will not do any investigation. We knew we saw that. That sure. was our prediction, right? Yeah. We knew that was going to happen. They said the Cowboys. Sorry. It. Sorry to Sandy Ruther out there. Who's really hoping this was the end of the Jerry Jones era. But I, I predicted that this would be swept under the rug quite quickly. And I was correct. Yeah. They, they will not be investigating that. And one last thing I want to say about the NFL before we move on to some NBA discussions. If you have not watched the Super Bowl mic'd up, I highly recommend. It's about 40, 41 minutes. It's on NFL Network. It's on YouTube okay. under the NFL. Got it. So it's the whole Super Bowl mic'd up through the coaches and players. I think it's great. I, like it's gonna make you love Joe Burrow, in my opinion, even more. Just how like calm and cool he is, and just he's literally saying, Hi, I'm Joe meeting. Guys yeah. in the Rams. And then I've seen I've seen snippets here and there. I'm assuming the Stafford running into the end zone screaming at guys thing was part of that too. I think Stafford's a great motivator if you watch this. And he I the one thing my only complaint, I hate how they gotta bleep it out. I hate yeah. how it's you know, so they're bleeping out all Stafford's F bombs. And I mean McVeigh is turned. I I like McVeigh. You know, you see the contrasting styles from McVeigh and Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor is very calm, quiet. McVeigh's like they call it. He's like, Aaron's going to end this game. He straight up says, Aaron's going to end this game for us. When yeah, he saw I them, saw that clip. Uh, when he saw them getting the shotgun. Uh, it, so it's funny. It's funny seeing that there's a quick clip. I love seeing the Bengals offensive line coach trying to fire them up. If they get up a million sacks, that one's kind of comedic. And also when the Bengals go for it in the first quarter, the reaction from the Rams players in the sideline is amazing. And they're like, he goes, he's going for it. A fourth down in the first quarter of a Super Bowl. Like he said it just like that. I forget which player, but oh, that's great. And, and you'll like it. There's a lot of good stuff with Odell. I mean, just overall, it's very well produced. It's it'll be tough for Bengals fans at the end, obviously, but I think overall, even Bengals fans will enjoy it. And uh I can't recommend it enough. So NFL mic'd up on YouTube. Check it out. All right. Let's talk a little uh it's time. NBA. Andy Ruther, welcome back to the fold. I'm back. Took a minute, but I'm back. And, I was and, talking, and, I was talking to one of the dirt balls after our show in Rosemont. He was like, he was like, Andy, just like the guy re- refuses to do anything until football's over. I was like, dude, you have no idea. I was like, I had to put a gun in his mouth to get him to talk trade deadline. He's like, Well, I'm glad <laughs> you did. Yeah, man. I, I mean, obviously, I love my I love my football and I love my NFL, but I, I wanted to have this discussion in particular. And I thought it, it went well after what we just said last episode. And you talked about injury prone with the news that Anthony Davis is going to be out four more weeks. And. You know, the, the Anthony Davis situation in L.A. is it's just not good. I'm just going to say it so. Here's the stat line on his injury. So Davis signed a five-year contract extension with the Lakers in December 2020, so about three months after they won the 2020 title. Since then, of the 130 Laker games, he's only played in 73. And after the end of this season, you know, it will be more than half he's missed in two years. And we discussed it last episode, the injury-prone, word, the term, whatever you want to call it. His injuries are a major issue and a major question mark for that entire organization. And I'll say him as a player moving forward. 
Well, and that's the thing, you know, I specifically said we, we got to stop talking about it in football because it's just like it's it's literally a matter of time. And, you know, you you saw it. I, I got into a hole back and forth with the dirt ball and then some Lamar Jackson burner account jumped in and was like, why is Lamar injury prone? But like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, but this is my point. Like, I just think if you're an NFL player. As, you know, unless you're a kicker or unless you're like fully, you know, uninvolved, like you're going to get injured at some point. We need to start, you know, praising the guys that don't. And, you know, he was like, why are we praising, you know, Josh Allen? And I'm like, well, because Josh, Allen, like I was like, I don't think Josh Allen should run the ball either. My the difference between Josh Allen and Lamar to me is I think Josh Allen can win games without running the ball if he needed to. And I don't think Lamar Jackson can. Now, that's just my opinion. But with the NBA, it's a totally different scenario. And listen, uh, Anthony Davis is a gigantic person. That's sure. an, that's that's something we need to like factor in as well. Like that's something we need to take into consideration when we throw injury prone around in the NBA. These guys were seven feet tall. Dude, it like no one on earth knows what it's like to be seven feet tall. You get these guys with foot injuries nonstop. And like, you know, the, the, the bigs, the, like the, you know, Anthony Davis is a pretty like svelte guy, but like some of the bigger dudes, it's just like their body can't take the jumping up and down. Now, the thing with Anthony Davis is it's just like a poo poo platter of injuries. And to be fair, Shaquille O'Neal on inside the NBA. Now Shaq is famously skipped like fucking half seasons, but then came playoff time. He would dominate. Now that's a Shaq. That, that was like, you know, he's the original OG, like rest guy. But when he played, he was dominant, you know, and he's been very critical of Anthony Davis because he's just like Anthony Davis doesn't dominate enough. And I'll say that, like, I think there's part of the Anthony Davis injury history and part of the Anthony Davis disappearing at times thing where it's like. Yeah, maybe you got to question a little bit, like, how much does he really want it? And I think that that ends up being a factor with, like, how how dominant could Shaq have been if he really wanted it, if he had Kobe's will to win or whatever? You know, we always talk about that stuff, and that's why it's always so dumb that we're, like, ever talking about LeBron like that, the guy who, you know, is – doing what he's doing in year 19 or whatever it is. But like a guy like Anthony Davis, you're like, dude, it just seems like maybe there's a conditioning thing. There's a strength thing. Cause like he doesn't see like forget killer instinct or like clutchness or wanting to take a big shot. Cause he's made plenty of big shots and he's had plenty of big games, but he, in terms of his size, he doesn't quite use his size as much as you think he would to dominate guys. So like, I think it's a fair criticism that Shaq makes of him over the years. And I think it's a fair criticism when you talk about his injuries, it's like, dude, you know, how much effort are you putting into it? Because it just seems like it's a knee, it's a back, it's a hip, it's a foot, it's a whatever. And it's like, I know being seven foot one or whatever is really, really difficult, but like, I'd rather just see, like, I have a bad foot. Well, I, I'd argue, I mean, overall, I'd argue his tenure with the Lakers has been disappointing. Obviously, they got a title, and he played great in the bubble. 
you know, that's, that, that, that was a unique circumstance where they played great as a team. It, you know, it doesn't take away. I'm not, I mean, I'm not, that's, that's essentially what Shaq has been saying. And I think people who are critical of Anthony Davis have been saying the whole time, which is what more do you want LeBron to do right now? And so you have LeBron and then it's supposed to be LeBron and Anthony Davis. And, th- and, and in this day and age in the NBA, you know, having a couple, having a star, isn't going to cut it, no. but having a, but having a couple stars, and then a good supporting cast should he has not been that he just no, straight up. Ha- he, hasn't. he hasn't, he hasn't, I, I couldn't agree more. He, he really hasn't. And, and again, I'm not trying to, I'm not going to be that guy that we're going to put an asterisk on the bubble because no. it was because they all had to do it. And, and they took all that time off and they like, whatever, like, you know, exactly. So it, it was equal amongst the 30 NBA teams. So to say any of those championships were bullshit, I think is, is ridiculous for anyone to say that. But with that being said, I, I totally agree. It's it's like, dude, you were signed, you were signed to be the guy. Not only were you signed to be the guy, even LeBron, w- when they brought you in, LeBron member was like, I, like I got, I'll defer. Anthony's the guy. He basically said that LeBron had to be, LeBron's had to be the guy. Yeah, he he can't defer to you, man, because you're not the guy. Right. Absolutely. And. It kind of leaves the Lakers in this giant question mark phase because he hasn't shown he can be the guy. And the, the bottom line is the reason the LeBron said he had to defer to him to be the guy or was willing to is because how long can LeBron do this for? It's this is unheard of. This yeah. is every single second that LeBron is like, you know, leading the NBA and scoring or whatever, you know, if you would qualify, it's like, this is ridiculous. It, it, the, the, you know, this is where it becomes the LeBron, like you're either a LeBron hater or you just like are facing the facts. It's like he is so far beyond anybody else in history in terms of how good he is for how long he's been doing. Sure. The consistency, the longevity. Yeah. It's in it's, terms of how early he started. He didn't come from Europe. He didn't come from college. He didn't come whatever. And, and, and guys who came out early, I mean, Think about how, like, Kevin Garnett, who, you know, I was arguing with some, it wasn't a dirt ball I was arguing with, but it was one of the dirt balls, like, side friends who came out. Shout out to the Michigan State crew. But I, I was saying, you know, KG is one of the most underrated guys ever. KG came out of high school and, like, you know, th- I said, taking uh, that Minnesota Timberwolves team to the Western Conference Finals, like, there was a year, and my argument was, like, Kobe's in the KG range for me in terms of players of all time. And the reason I said was KG was the best player on in the NBA, at least for a minute. Kobe Bryant was never the best player in the NBA for one second of his career. And there's a whole long article about that, but KG was, uh, but KG comes out early dominates. He wasn't doing, he wasn't doing it at 37 or whatever. LeBron 38, whatever age LeBron is, he was long gone. He was a he was a you know a side character. Sure. Well, that that's a good segue to a LeBron discussion. It is NBA and what he's doing and a couple of things. Well, when we have a call, it kind of all works out. We have a call, which I'll get to in a second. But there was a tweet going out um, from a guy we know who used to listen to the show. I don't know if he still does. Uh, who we had met a, a dirt ball. He, he, it's yeah, Alex the Russian who. You know, to put into context how insane some of the 
claims of, uh, you know, the, the Joe Prano is a woke cock or whatever. I'm pretty sure Alex stopped listening because I was a conservative, you know, psychopath or something like that. Like, I think he hated me because I wasn't like I didn't have a Hillary bumper sticker. Yeah, I think it was something over the 2016 election. Well, he's always been a big LeBron guy. And uh, it looks like his Twitter feed. He's going all in now um, at provide context this is his Twitter feed. But anyway, he tweeted something out last week, which I, I, I hope is accurate. I have not verified on my own full disclosure, but multiple dirt balls DM me because they're You have to discuss this on the show. And again, if accurate, I'm just going to disclaimer that because nothing against him. It's just, I haven't checked it myself, but his tweet says this. Seasons where the player has averaged 20 plus points per game without free throws. So again, the context we're removing all free throws. Free throws don't count. You make seven free throws a game on average or whatever it is. That doesn't count. We're taking free throws out of it. So these are the seasons where the player has averaged 20 plus points per game without any free throws. LeBron is by far hands down above any other player in the history of the NBA. He's at 18. So if you took free throws out of LeBron's entire career, he still would have averaged 20 points per game 18 times. And here's just some fun, quick ones off the top of my head. Will Chamberlain, nine. Kareem, nine. Shaq, also nine. Michael Jordan, 11. Kobe, nine. Giannis, five. Steph Curry, six. Kevin Durant, 10. So... It really puts some things into context. I, I think that I, yeah, I like well, well, you know, what it puts into context is obviously like those numbers when you talk about the, the second group, right? So you have the second group is Jordan, uh, Shaq, Kobe. Who's who are the like, who's the next most? Like, who are the 11s? So you have at 10, you have Kevin Durant, right? After that is Will, Kareem, Shaq, and Kobe at nine. Nine. It's amazing. So, ha- so half. Again, right. LeBron did that 18 seasons. Half. Michael Jordan at 11. So you got big guys who are not, you know, the world's best free throw shooters. Then you have the score, the full-on scorers, the Kobe's and the Durant's. You have Jordan, obviously. Well, how many was Jordan? 11. So Jordan's behind 11. LeBron. Right. And Jordan, obviously a shorter career because of his thing, but also like we're talking about Michael Jordan was a guy, I mean, famously getting the line a lot. You notice like the, the James Harden's not on the list at not all on the list because that guy lives and dies with free throws, you know, and Steph Curry all the way down there, like plenty shot, plenty of free throws in his career. I mean, obviously the modern NBA guys like shooting more free throws, LeBron famously, not a great free throw shooter. Sure. But also it, it kind of, uh, you know, it goes with the argument. It's like, little bitch. It's like, well, listen, he's also not getting to the free throw line. He may not be making them as much as other guys when he gets there, but he's also just not going to the line as much. Yeah. Now, I think the end of that tweet is like, he's the best scorer ever. We have to deal with it or something like that. Um, yes, correct. The, here's the thing. I don't like going to the free throw line is part of the game. And I do not fault James Harden for going to the free throw line all the time. I do not fault Michael Jordan for, you know, 
doing essentially what the Midwest has done to a lot of people. And just like he, like Michael Jordan just rains down horror and cold Arctic chills onto referees until they fucking give in to him and then start putting him at the line. That's all part of the game. The strat, the talking to the refs is part of the game. Yeah. Everything, every it's all part of the game. So the, the thing with LeBron being the greatest scorer ever, it's like, we'll never know the answer to that because he never attempted to be correct. So yeah, LeBron James isn't the greatest scorer ever, but I think a better claim and the, the claim I would certainly make is all of the facts are there that if that's what he wanted to do, he would have been sure. And, and, and I agree with you. Look, I, I, I have no problem with a guy getting their points at the free throw line to me that that's not a bitch move. That's, that's part of basketball, right? If James Harden wants to get 10 points a game at the free throw line, those are no different than 10 points that somebody makes shooting five buckets. You know, it doesn't yeah, really matter. It's not as fun to watch. It's not as fun to watch, but I will but say, yeah, this. but here's what I'd argue. Fucking Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant hitting turnaround fadeaways from 11 feet is not that fun to watch either. Yeah. I was gonna say, but I will say this. I think the importance of this stat in the, in the context, right. Is again, LeBron is still averaging 20 points a game scoring strip scoring, whether that's jump shots, whether that's power moves, whether that's threes, whatever it is, he doesn't need the line, which, which I think, look, man, I think that says a lot about him in general. If he doesn't need the free throws to score, it just right. shows how dominant he was and still is as a player. And that, to me, that's that's what this stat matters, is that you just say he doesn't need to go to the line. And on that, we have a call about LeBron. Hey, guys, this is Bear Ruffman again. I was wondering, I'm a big LeBron fan, just like you guys. And I don't know if you've talked about this yet or not, but I was wondering what moment it was for you guys specifically that you realized that this guy is the greatest player of all time. For me personally, it has to be 2018 because I remember when he carried that shitty-ass Cavs team to the finals. I remember thinking to myself, even though I never watched Michael Jordan, there's no way he could have done something like this. And as I got older, too, I realized that all the ring counting stuff was bullshit. And basically, as I got older and I knew more, then I obviously had a better opinion about why LeBron's a goat, and I could go for hours about it just like you guys. So, yeah, just let me know when. what was the specific moment for me. It was 2018. Uh, condoms are for old head basketball fans because they are the absolute worst. Thank you. So I, I'm going to have three semi different answers to this because my, um, LeBron true thing has, has been a process. So I began I realized, like, I had, first of all, the original LeBron finals run, I was like, oh, he has 
greatest of all time in him. Okay. During the heat run. You're talking real quick, just so everybody knows. 2007 Cavs versus San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. That was when I was like, he has greatest of all time in him. Like, that's like that's the end game here. Like, that's what he's he's going. Now I'd seen it in his game, but I was like, oh, when he's taking a team like that to the finals, like even if he just does that for the rest of his career, even if he like goes to the finals five times and goes over five with just like a poo-poo platter of garbage Cleveland Cavaliers, like if he's just it like to me, I was like, this is this is like this is the beginning of it. If he just does this for the rest of his career, takes guys like Mo Williams and Jordanus Ogaskis to the NBA finals, he's my goat. When he left and went to Miami, no one liked that move. No one liked him going to Miami. I liked, I didn't mind the decision at all, especially considering how he did it. But when he did that and they immediately went to four straight finals and one, two, I was like, to me, I was like, oh, I know watching everything he did in this four years that he's the greatest basketball player I've ever seen. When he went to the finals the first year back with the Cavs. 2015. Everybody got hurt. Yeah. And he led the entire finals in every major category. That's when I said, yeah, everybody who knows basketball for real should know now. And then when he won and he beat the 73, you know, the 73 and nine Warriors team, that was when I was like, everybody who's even a casual should know. And from the championship in Cleveland on, that is the point where I go, if you don't think he is, you're an asshole. Yeah. But well, I feel like if you really know basketball, you should have known it the year before. And if you saw what I saw, you should have known it in Miami. Well, my aha moment was definitely the 2015. No, I mean, if you go back and we discuss this, I mean, I was team Kobe over team LeBron. When yeah. We started this show. I mean, it's insanity. That was wrong. I mean, it is. It's yeah. insanity. Again, that will we'll just go to one of the one of the great Ruther fucking fail takes. I mean, the, the Jordan thing is like whatever. Kobe, I mean, that was it was a bad take. I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I mean, I mean, there, there's no denying it. In, in the it, fact- it, it it's, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of, pro- it's like, it just goes to show you like what, like when people out there do it, just know that those people are brainwashed because no, if you, you, you can go all the way back and Ruther says like killer instinct. I do. Like that's the kind of shit. It's like we got that's, that's like, you know, corporate. Yeah. NBA brainwashing. I was, I was brainwashed. And and, and that was, that was a long line of, of, you know, at that point, I obviously. And then after many years of no chill shock therapy. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, you know, well, well, obviously we had to put, we had to put a rubber spoon in your mouth and hook you up like Jack Nicholson and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. And I would just yell LeBron's stats at your brain. Well, well, I was, you know, that's the thing. Like, like, like when Kobe got 81, I was, li- again, I was living in Las Vegas. We got all the Lakers games because there's, there's no NBA team. So you get all the Lakers game. So I remember just like, you remember, I remember the next day going to work and we're all discussing Kobe's 81 and we're, you know, like, like just think of my mindset. So that's, 
2007. And then think of me moving to LA. They make three straight finals when I move there. They win two of them. I'm like total Kobe, 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 Kobe. We start this show 2014. I, like you said, am a corporate Kobe shill. Let's call it for what it is. And I'm just spewing propaganda. And then you start getting in my head. You start presenting me things that I hadn't seen. And then that 2015, like you said, for me, because at that point, you and I had been doing the show for about a year and a half, and you had been showing me the other side. When I saw what he did, and I'm just going to read that starting lineup, and they won two games. In fact, they're up two to one to start that series. It was LeBron, Tristan Thompson, Ivan Schumpert, Timothy Mozgov, and Matthew Delavadova. That was the starting lineup. Coming off the bench was J.R. Smith, James Jones. I mean, come on. Joe yeah. Harris, Mike Miller. Like, like, you know, a, a dirtball greatly coined the term Matthew Delava D-Leaguer. It's like he was taking these guys, and then he led that finals in points, rebounds, assists, I think blocks. And he should have got the MVP. And, and steals, I believe. I believe it's, I lose the whole shebang. That was it for me. I said, come on. What, like, what are we doing here at this point? He, he's taking... Australian guys who should be out laying in the sun to the finals. Timothy Moskov guy looks like Shrek against a team that gets ready. Like that, you know, that's remember that's the famous Joe Prano warriors prediction, but then there, I would argue the end of that season was really the beginning of the super run. Cause obviously next year they go, but it's like the beginning of that year, they start off pretty hot, but like, that playoffs into the next year, that's when they were the best team we'd ever seen. Yeah, they were. They were the best team we had ever seen. And they might have no pre-Durant titles if Kyrie or Kevin Love are healthy. It's true. I mean... Uh, again, that that's always the weird argument against him is that he needs help, and you're like, well, he really didn't. Like he went to the finals. Without- He's the only guy in history, at least modern history. He's the only guy in modern history to appear in multiple finals without really any sort of like legitimate help. Sure. And it was that year, and obviously his first year in the finals. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's, you you know, in in that series, when you really break it down and you're looking at uh, his help, I mean, I mean, his, 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 his big guy in that is Tristan Thompson. That's, that's his dog there. That's that's his dog. Think about this, everybody. Just think about this. His dog in that series, his number two, is Tristan Thompson. I mean, come on. And then, like you said, that first finals where the Cavs had really no right being there. They just beat the Pistons, right? Who had come off back to back finals, including one top one final. Am I correct in back to back finals? Well, they had recently been there. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, that, that that was that was definitely my moment. And like you said, it, it only got better as, as he continued his career. So those were like my aha moments personally. Was Jawan Howard a teammate with him on the Heat? I think he was. Because Jawan played forever. Yeah, I think he was. Right, like he was basically a coach player towards yeah. the end. I, I feel like that's correct. I mean, it, it, the way to find out is Jawan Howard, just like Jawan Howard Wikipedia. We'll find out. Does Jawan Howard ever ring? I feel like he does. Two-time yeah. NBA champion, 2012, 2013. Yeah. Thank you, LeBron James. Wow, he started in 94 for the Washington Bullets. Yeah. So Juwan Howard, current head coach of University of Michigan. I'm not even going to say punched. That's a, that's, a, that's a misleading wrong headline. Face smushed. He face smushed a coach on Wisconsin. Which, by the way, is awesome. Just smushing a guy. Just smushing another adult. I don't know where I stand on the face smushing, to be honest. Well, if you, you know, if you know you're going to get in trouble for punching somebody pretty good way to be like just know that i could kill you if i want to motherfucker so he was not happy about a time about a timeout called against wisconsin because they were down by 13 or more i don't know the exact score and uh they were pressing michigan wisconsin had like walk-ons and stuff in and they call it they call a timeout Jawan howard goes down the line says i won't forget this the other head coach I mean, this is the thing that I think is the part of the conversation that not enough people are saying. And in d- listen, you can justify what Joan Howard did, or you could say he was wrong for doing it or whatever. But the fact of the matter is none of it happens if the other guy doesn't put his hands on Joan Howard. And yeah. John Howard says, don't touch me. And he kind the guy kind of pushes through that stop sign. And now we've got a fracas. Yeah. And you know what? What happens in a fracas stays in the fracas. Like it's just, it is what it is. No one knows how they're going to react in a fracas until, until you're in one. Well, I mean, I, I, I would argue though, too. I'd say to Juwan, this would be what I'd say. Like, the, you know, you're 49, man. I guess we reach that point. This, this is my take. Like, at what point are we doing? We doing this? I don't know. Yeah, I'm talking about. I'm talking about in life. Like, 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 at, like, at what point are we fighting? We throwing punches? Not that he did that. Again, I'm not calling that a punch. Are we face smushing? Like, I don't know. Like, like, this is a legitimate question. At what point is it too old to like get in a bar fight? Totally. But here's the thing: is to, like. Everything we know about Jawan Howard is like, yeah, I don't know. Probably not. Like, it doesn't seem like the kind of guy who grows out of it. It seems like the kind of guy who's like, you know, face smushing some guy who steps on his lawn when he's like 80. Like, Jawan Howard's a lunatic. Like, you got to know that when you like, I mean, what's next? You're like, somebody's going to hire OJ to clean their pool and then be upset when he like 
cut somebody's head off. Like you hired Juwan Howard. Juwan Howard is like a bad boy, you know, fab five enforcer bully, like whatever. And, and you, you clearly thought that's what your program was lacking. Well, they made the elite eight last year. So, you know, they're they're struggling this year. And some would say, you know, it it works or it doesn't, but like, you're absolutely right. But I think the, I think, you know, I used to have get in a fist fight all the time and I haven't been in a fist fight in 15 years or whatever. So if, if suddenly tomorrow I face smush a guy over, you know, cutting in front of me at the bank, you'd be like, Prano, what's going on? You lose yeah. your mind. Yeah. But like I, I, a good rule of thumb is maybe like, just don't touch your one Howard. <laughs> like, like, and, and if you're Michigan, like, I, I don't know. It's, I feel like this is getting blown out of proportion. Well, well, you know, I want to come to the basketball element of it. Do we have a problem with the timeout being called? Um, listen, I didn't the, watch it. I didn't, I didn't watch either, it. But I'm saying, so, but I'm saying with his scrubs in there. Like so, so dude, uh, I know it's I know it's completely different. I know it's completely different. Yeah. But but I might as well say it. Cause because to me it's context. It's basketball. A team was waxing the fourth grade boys I coach a few weeks ago. Probably around the same score, which you know, we're down like 14. 14 points is a waxing. At yeah. that level. And the coach called a timeout in the fourth quarter. It was one of those, like, it's going to be a loose ball or jump ball. Like, like that coach called a timeout. Again, the same thing, to save possession. And my buddy, who's the head coach, was pissed. Yeah. Whereas, like, I was like. I mean, it's it's kind of just like, good, like, yeah, like, the, the, here's the thing. Here's my answer to your question. Is like some coaches might be upset about it. Some coaches might not, but like, you got to know that going in. Like you can't, if you're going to make one of those decisions, just know the other coach might be pissed off. And if he is, then you're going to have to listen to him go, Hey, fuck you. Or, Hey, I'll remember that. Or, Hey, whatever. Now, if you're making the decision, I'm going to do this. And I might have to hear him go, Hey, fuck you you can't then be like hey 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 hey!" you can't be the one that escalates it so he did it Jawan howard said i'll remember that take your lumps and walk on don't try to stop Jawan howard from walking and now like like you're gonna you know like he's your kid and you're gonna hold him in place while you tell him your opinion he gave him his he gave you his opinion the end yeah so the people who are like freaking out over this, I'm just like, you're just like wimps. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree. I, I don't think there needs to be a firing. He suspended the last five games of the regular season. A lot of people want him suspended postseason. I, you know, I, I don't, when I hear sets bad examples, I mean, you know, I, I don't even know what that means. You know, kids are 18, 19, 20 years yeah. old in the team. Yeah. Like, you know, they're old enough to make those decisions on their own as far as bad examples. I mean, he didn't go full Bobby Knight. He, he yeah. Punch somebody, punch a student or, or headbutt a student, headbutt a player. He'd throw a, a chair onto the court. Would have been funny if he did. I, you know, I don't know. Like, it's fine. They, they gave him five games. And by the way, the, it was the Big Ten who did it. The Big Ten gave him five games, find him 40 grand. You know, whatever. It is what it is. 
obviously he's frustrated. They're 14 and 11. They had a good season last year. They're NIT bound most likely this year. I'm sure that all boiled over. Everyone's been there. But I, I agree with you. People are like freaking out over this. They're like, he should be fired. No. I was I was in the car on the way to the Milwaukee airport today. And surprise, surprise, the kind of people that were calling into the Milwaukee sports radio show that my Uber driver had on were like, I, I think there's only two options here. They either fire him or we hang him in the town square. And I was like, gee, oh, we got can we turn this sports radio station off? Is there anything worse than local sports radio? <laughs> not in the 10 seconds, not in the like 25 seriously. seconds of it. I heard from the Milwaukee sports radio thing this morning. They're like, this guy should be ashamed of himself. You know why? You know why local radio is bad too? Because they obviously have to play the local market or they don't have a job. So like they, a lot of times I have to have like false optimism for that market or the, yeah. like the local sports columnist like dude there's nothing worse but even on twitter last night like i just like the reason it came up is it was like all over my twitter feed of people being like and it's like listen especially given that there's only a couple games like i'm so out of touch with college basketball at this point where like when i first saw suspended for the rest of the regular season i was like this is ludicrous and then i was like oh it's like four games yeah, five games, man. It's nothing. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that's fine. But then sure. that's it. That's the end of the story. Yeah. You should be banned for life. I was like, guys, can we just relax? Uh, good rule of thumb. If a guy was on the Is there one that five, down? Oh. don't assault him. Yeah. Or you might get face smushed. You know, you know whose take I'd love. I'd love, I would love, uh, we, we, Tease this up last week. I love Coach Ed O's take on this. Ed Orgeron. Because we have an Ed Orgeron story, correct? We, we do. And and obviously he's a former college coach. Yeah. So I, you know, I would wonder where Ed would take on this because he's a fiery guy. Remind me, remind me of the Ed Orgeron story that we had. And then well, maybe as I'm as I'm contemplating my thoughts on that, maybe you can get Ed on the phone. Yeah, I'm actually gonna play a clip from the story which caused the story. So, so Ed Orgeron told Dan Patrick on his show, this is the week of the Super Bowl. So, so we're, we're almost, this was released February 11th. So we're almost 10 days removed from this. Or is today the 21st? We are 10 days removed. Okay. He claimed that the biggest one he missed on, that he wanted as a player Adrian Peterson. Right. And he, and he thought him and Carol had him at USC and the wild claim that he just kind of tosses out at the end of this is that they were trying to get Adrian Peterson's dad transferred from the prison he was at in Oklahoma to California so that he could watch his son play because if he was incarcerated in Oklahoma, he could watch the Oklahoma games. So this is Coach Ed Orgeron telling Dan Patrick that story. Who broke your heart? Is there one that stands out? Oh, Adrian Peterson. Oh. <laughs> Man, I loved him. I loved Adrian. Oklahoma better offered a better package no, it, to him. It, this this is a true story. We go we go down to see Adrian, me and Pete, and uh, his mother ran track at I think it was at Houston. Wonderful lady. And 
Adrian and I had a great relationship. He loved Pete Carroll, but I felt like he and I were very tight. One time he says, Coach, I went to this school. He says, Coach, I want you to follow me. I couldn't, I couldn't drive with him. We went 30 miles. I said, I don't know where we're going. We stopped at this little country store, and he bought a gingerbread cookie. I couldn't buy it for him for supper. And then we went to a basketball game. And we sat in the Hold on. Can I pause it real quick? <laughs> Pete Carroll, who was literally buying houses. Houses. For Reggie Bush's family. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not and and Orgeron's buying cookies. No, he couldn't. Is what he just said. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't buy a meal for Adrian Peterson because it would be a violation of NCAA rules. So Adrian Peterson had to buy a gingerbread cookie for dinner. Just, just want to feel, I feel like that one's been lost under the radar of like, they were literally buying houses. But anyway, I digress. Let's finish this up. I sat in the, in the gym and I said, what are we doing? He said, you see that guard right there? I got to play him next week. Coach, come and scout him. How about that? <laughs> then he, I said, well, Adrian, what is the key? to getting you here at USC. He says, Coach, well, Bob Stoops, my dad is incarcerated, and Bob Stoops won't see him. Well, me and Pete Carroll tried to go get him. And to go see him, they wouldn't let us in. But Adrian said, Coach, my dad is be able to watch my games where he's at. Well, if I go to Oklahoma, I tried to get the guy transferred to Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you tried to get Adrian's dad? <laughs> yeah, I tried. Yeah. How does that happen? Uh, I competed. I competed. Couldn't get it done, but I competed. Couldn't get it done, but I competed. So he tried to get. Well, we should get O, o on the phone and find out what comp I competed even sounds like. Yeah, I, I really want to do this. Actually, he, he was he was on the line while I was playing the clip, so I'm sure he reheard himself. Coach Ed Orgeron joining Brady oh, Sports. Andy Ruther, Joe Prano, great to be here. Joe, uh, welcome back from the Midwest. I know you had a, a fun time there. Uh, I, I spent many a day in my Midwest myself. Uh, that's why I packed on these pounds. Uh, first things first. Uh, you ain't touching me in no post-game line. They're holding on to my bicep trying to you, – you you stop Ed Orgeron from walking. A face smashes or the least of your problems. I'll come over to your house. I'll smash your wife. You know what I mean. You put your hands on me. You try to assert your dominance over Coach O. I'll come over to your house and cook you while you're asleep. You wake up. I'm, I'll, I'll be face smashing her if you know what I mean. A face smush. So that about covers that one. As far as Adrian, the great Adrian Peterson, the big, big miss, big regret in my life. I'll, I'll be talking about this one on uh, the gates of St. Peter. What's your big regret, Coach Adrian Peterson? Andy Ruther, when I say I competed, I walked into a governor's office. I walked into a governor's office. I had a suitcase full of cash. Uh, he he didn't go to the he wasn't at Oklahoma sooner. He wasn't competing. You know, that governor, I forget where he went. I think he went to uh he might have been uh, Oklahoma State Cowboy, but I said, you don't give it, you don't want to see the Sooners goodie as much as I do. Take this suitcase full of cash and a couple of honey biscuits. Put that boy's father on a bus, take him out to a, a facility out in California. 
don't worry. He, he ain't going to get uh, a break there. I'll make sure those uh, parole of those, those corrections officers kick his ass just like you guys are going to. I just need him to be in a place where the uh, cable network has a USC Trojans. Governor wasn't having it. So I cucked the governor's wife and I told him I would do it again. And uh, he didn't budge on that either. So uh, <laughs> Mr. Peterson, rest in peace. He stayed in, in Oklahoma. And uh, Adrian Peterson, as we all know, went to have a husband winning career with the Sooners. Uh, goes on to be an NFL MVP. But oh, damn. Oh, damn. You know what? I mean, he'd have been the best running back in, uh, in, in USC football history. And I know that guy who murdered those people went there. Now, I have to ask, Coach, why couldn't you just get the cable package that had SC games at the prison he was at? You know, I heard heard your your co-host Joe Prano said that last episode, and I got to say, USC is a pretty good school. Pete Carroll's a great football coach. I wish somebody had suggested this to me. No one fucking said that to me. I wish Pete Carroll would come out of his yoga class one day and say, hey, I, I was looking through my third hour when I was in there. I had a moment of clarity. Why don't we just get a satellite? But, uh, you know, uh, he, no, no one brought that up. And, uh, and, and therefore, I was, there was a Con Air situation. There was a Con Air plan I had for a little while where I was going to try to uh, 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 steal his convoy as they were moving him from one facility in Oklahoma to the other. We almost had a Nick Cage, Dave Chappelle, Ving Rhames situation. Where we don't stole forget, don't, forget, don't forget Steve Buscemi, coach. Steve, Steve Buscemi, absolutely. We almost had we had we had a, we had that plot figured out. I mean, I can't believe they let me write that Con Air plot on a whiteboard. No one said, "How about just giving that prison a <laughs> satellite?" You know, we are we were SC. You know, big you know big Will Ferrell, he's our SC alum. He was going to play the Dave Chappelle role. He was going to dress up. He was going to get on a prison convoy. He was going to start a fire. We were going to sneak him out. No one said, hey, gift them a satellite dish on behalf of the Trojans. Why we didn't just put a Trojan, put a satellite up a Trojan horse and roll it into that prison? I do not know. Uh, Maybe that, maybe they would have came up with that at UCLA or Stanford, but they didn't come with that at a USC. Coach. I'm glad that you gave some more insight in that story because it's a fascinating story and you clearly have always competed. And, and that's why you're one of the greatest recruiters of all time. Ed O, thanks for joining the show. Oh, my pleasure to be here as, all, as always, Andy Ruther. And uh, I just want to repeat what I said before one, one more time. Be careful when you touch him, man. He going he gonna to face most your wife. And if he don't, Consider yourself lucky. I think Juwan Howard should get a promotion. Make him a make him a double head coach or something like that. He can coach for me anytime. I don't know if I'm getting back at the game or not, but if the guy ever wants to coach coach defensive line, he he could he can teach what illegal hands to the faces, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Juwan Howard, 15 yard penalty suspended for the rest of the season. Ed always wrong, ladies and gentlemen. You, you know what you know what I loved about that interview. I, I see Joe's now joining us again. Looks like he got back from yeah. the bathroom break. Yeah, sorry, I was texting. The Con Air, what a great reference! What a great reference, Con Air. Are you surprised, Coach? Joe's a big Con Air fan. No, not at all. 
that 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 movie reeks kojo i watched that movie in the last year i don't know if i discussed in the show i watched it with my brother um definitely I don't know. I don't remember on his end. On my end, some cannabis was involved. And I will tell you what, when you rewatch Con Air and you have not watched it in a long time and you're high. Yeah. You will be laughing so uncontrollably. And, and, and you're right. You forget that Dave Chappelle, a young Dave Chappelle, amongst many other great actors and, and people in the entertainment world is in that movie, which and and how he, spoiler alert, how he dies is so ridiculous. And the plot, the whole thing. Yeah, I, is, I've, I, I haven't seen him forever. I, I, this is what I want you to do. I want you to get stoned and I want you to watch Con Air and you will tell me how funny it is. It is hilarious. I mean, that was vintage late 90s action Nick Cage movies. Truly was. One last note on college football. Yeah. Since we had Ed O on the show. They decided they will not expand. This this is not surprising me a bit. They will not expand college football playoffs until the very least, or I'm sorry, earliest 2026. Yeah. So so college football, here's what they did, Joe. They they've seen this 14 playoff and they just watched the greatest NFL playoffs ever with 14 teams. You know, we both agreed probably keep it to 12, but whatever. The point is there. They saw how close all those games were, how every game came down to the end minus those two. Yeah. And, and college football was like, nah, that looks boring. Fuck that. We're going to stick to an all SEC title game every year. Yeah. I mean, you know me. Don't care. Sure. Don't, like, wake me up in 2026 and maybe I'll jump back in the fold. Until then, wake me up if Ed Orgeron gets hired again or they change the playoffs. Yeah. Well, Something else no one, nobody seems to care about is the Olympics. It was brutal. They say it's the wor- arguably one of the worst ever. It was the worst rated Olympics since AB, since I'm sorry, since NBC took it over. It's their worst audience of all time since they took it over in 1988. I'm not surprised. I mean, it just, I, I feel like there's a little bit of, um, I feel like there's a little bit of Olympic, like, surplus almost like a little bit Olympic overkill because they got pushed back and then we had summer and then we come right back to the winter. Like, I mean, they obviously you remember it used to be just like this where they would do summer and winter in the same year. And that, and that's precisely why they broke it up and, and started going on the off even years for the winter. So there's that. And then just like, you know, the, the NHL guys aren't in the hockey this year. China, there's, you know, the backdrops are pretty horrible. And I just feel like there's just, this year was just so much going on. I feel like it was like a, a bad time. They, they should have pushed this one year too. Well, because I think it would have been easier coming back from a winter Olympics and going right to a summer one year later than it would have been going from a summer and going to a, a winter, the same winter. The, the, a lot of people think, and obviously there's the whole China thing. And, 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 you know, I don't know if you know, NBC didn't, you know, they didn't send anybody there. Right. So it's like, on top of that, no fans. And, and I was going to say, they think the no fans is huge because it, it, it affected yeah. NFL as well. Yeah. I think, they think the no fans is huge, but they're down 42% from the last one. Yeah. But I think it's know, a combo of all those things. You know, it, it, ultimately, I didn't give a shit. 
That's yeah. the truth. Like, like I, I watched almost none of it this time. This is the le- this is the least amount of Winter Olympics I can remember watching since probably I started watching with the like. My earliest memory again is the Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding with like my no, mom. Ninety-four is that ninety-four? Lily Hammer, like that's my yeah, earliest yeah. memory of like watching because I remember watching Summer Olympics earlier, but the winter. Sure. I, that's my earliest memory watching, and I know this is the least amount that I watched. Yeah. Um. So anyway, it doesn't really matter. They still make money. Everything I read from the financials, they're still going to make money, and I think NBC is still paying one point three billion dollars through to like twenty thirty-two or something to continue to hold these Olympics on their yeah. network. So it's, uh, it's still a lot of money and it looks like nobody watched it. So what the fuck ever, do you want to do a call or two before we wrap this bad boy? Yeah. Up? How about one or two? Okay. I want to do a quick reminder guys. If you want some koozies, cause I have some left before we do calls, drop a podcast review on Apple, leave your Twitter and Instagram handle, or send me a screenshot of a Spotify review. I'm sorry, of a Spotify rating. Okay. I should probably address this. You know, we talked about dirt balls earlier. We, we, we have a continuation of this Tyler on Tyler crime. Can, can we, can we get, come to a conclusion on this? Let me just play it. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's going on guys. This is the imposter Tyler from Arizona. Uh, I'm a few episodes behind because I'm moving and I got a lot of shit going on, but I just heard I got called out. Uh, real Tyler, uh, I am willing to engage in hand-to-hand combat. Uh, I'm oh, willing nice. to play you in Tiger Woods PGA Tour, even though I think Tiger, Tiger Woods is a cuck. Uh, you know, if we want to take this video game-wise, you know, I'll kick your ass in some NFL street, uh, NBA jam, you know, come at me. Uh, boys, uh, don't listen to this guy. There could be multiple Tylers, but if he's want to fight for this, I am the Tyler from Arizona. I love this. Have a good one. Stay dirty. And uh, condoms are for this, dude. What the fuck? (laughs) I got to say, I know Tyler McCoy, Justin Wood, a.k.a. Randy Ruther's cousin. That's what we discovered. We played golf. He's been to multiple shows. He's a fucking great dude. But I I like the Tyler, too. Possibly gunning for Tyler one is not backing down. I also love that, you know, there's video game talk and now there's a thing. Dare I say dirty sports Twitch stream to decide the official Tyler from Arizona. Also, is this something that we should start doing going forward? A lot of, you know, you hear a lot of number one dirt ball from here. Then some guy goes, Oh, that other guy, number one, should, should the Nick D'Alessandro's battle to see who's the true Nick D'Alessandro. Like, I love this. I love this. Well, you know, my take, there's room for two Tyler's in Arizona. You see, you seem to disagree. I mean, no, I, I think there is room, but the Tyler's don't agree. And so like, let them have it. One Tyler said this town's not big enough for the both of us. The other Tyler said, game on. You're not putting your hands on me. I'll face smush you. So now let's go. Is this bigger than Russia versus Ukraine? I think it is. Yeah, because it's like it will have an effect on us. Yeah, that's happening across the world. This is one state over from me. You couldn't have said better. I totally agree. This is this is a big deal. 
the dirty sports nation is only involved in one of these conflicts and it's not Ukraine, Russia. Yeah. I think, I think we got to figure this out again. I'm all for, I'm all for a million Tyler's. Um, but it sounds like, uh, you know, actually this is what I think, you know, Tyler Durden fight club. Do we have our own little fight club between these yeah. two? Is, is, is that what we need? A little fight club, Tyler on Tyler. It would be funny if like fight club, they were the same Tyler the whole I time. I was just going to say, what <laughs> if they're the same Tyler the whole time? Tyler's just calling Tyler. He's calling his own phone. It's like, why is my call? Why did I call Dirty Sports yesterday? I don't remember calling the Dirty Sports yesterday. We'll keep it in-house with this last call. This is another. Okay. Well, I'm just saying when I say in-house, like Dirty Sports related because. Sure. Uh, you know, you had a great weekend with the dirt balls. I did. And, and I, I want to play another call from a dirt ball, making a suggestion to you and I and also other dirt balls. Hey guys, Jacob Hansen here, uh, just calling with a suggestion. I don't know if you've talked about this before, but I saw that you guys have a Patreon and you've both been such a huge part of my life for the last, I don't know, six years now. And I want to support you financially, so I'm going to sign up regardless. But I was wondering if uh, you guys have ever considered maybe sweetening the pot a little bit and putting out some bonus content. I don't know if it could be once a month, once every two months. Uh, even if it's just a vlog, like Andy goes to the skyline or Joe goes surfing or Joe takes us behind the scenes at one of his comedy shows, or even if it's just like a bonus podcast every month, uh, something extra, I think, would help other people sign up for the Patreon and would definitely make people uh, want to tune in more and get more content because I think we just like listening to you guys doing whatever you want to do. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Condoms are definitely for Packers fans. Please never reproduce. Later, guys. Well, Andy, I'll uh, let me start off by saying this, and you can jump in after me. I feel like we we the Patreon went on the back burner, merch went on the back burner, a lot of stuff that we were like, oh, we were seeing. You know, we had a good merch run there for a little while. We had a decent, you know, we were doing some bonus stuff there for a while. We were doing whatever. Um, this would be my personal suggestion. I would say we're certainly not opposed to like doing more content for, you know, in return for financial support of the show. So, um, but we get these calls a lot and it's like one guy here, one guy there. I'm going to, I'm going to say this, uh, you know, Wada or whatever, put start a start a Reddit thread. Let's start a Reddit thread. If we had a bunch of people in there being like, no, dude, if you guys did vlogs or if you guys did bonus things or if you guys, you know, went live on Instagram once a week or if you guys did whatever, like I would support if we saw a number of people, I would totally do it. Yeah, no, and, and I'm in the same camp as you. I mean, I mean look, the, the truth is the Patreon was created. I mean, damn, at this point, it was probably five years ago because we were debating doing a third episode a week. And the truth is, Joe and I, we didn't think the threshold financially was there when we started this idea. And again, that was five years ago. And the truth is, Patreon wasn't as big as it is now. Like, it's way yeah. bigger. But I mean, I mean, guys, I'll be perfectly frank. Money, you know, if, if we can be backed financially, and, and I don't think that's, 
I've always I mean, said I can be bought. Yeah. I think that's just, that's the truth, you know, in, in, in life and we value our time. And obviously we can't thank everyone enough for the support, but like, you know, we, we put a lot of time in this. We watch a lot of sports. We take a lot of notes. We read a lot of things like, you know, there's a lot of effort that goes into this. So if people want to support us financially through something like Patreon, to commit, like Joe's saying, a, a bonus episode, or I think it's a great call, a vlog. If you want to see me go to Skyliner, behind the scenes with Joe at a comedy show, or whatever it is, we're game. Totally. So, so I, first thing, first things first. Before we even ask you to show the initiative of making a donation, show the initiative of uh, creating a Reddit account, or if you have one, going to our Reddit page and put it there. And if we see another couple numbers, we'll start throwing some ideas out in there, and maybe something yeah. will come come together sure so check out reddit and uh that's a great idea and if you want to call with any other ideas 310-359-8365 is our hotline and our social is at the dirty sports on twitter and instagram i am at joe prano on all social media except for twitter where i'm fix your life i am at the san luis obispo comedy festival this weekend in san luis obispo thursday through sunday and then I've got uh, shows in and around Los Angeles, down to San Diego, a bunch of uh, local stuff. So keep your eye on JoePrano.com. And then, of course, Colorado in April. I know some people have been asking. Those dates and the specific locations will be up on my website soon. And in the meantime, if you're in one of the many cities that I'm not coming to, I got to say, and I should have started this show man eddie ift is the best guy ever to go on the road with he's so fun it's like truly a comedy mentor so in addition to checking out joeprano.com when i'm with eddie obviously come see us if eddie's coming to your town and i'm not with him go support and tell him i sent you it's like as far as a comedy dad goes eddie's pretty awesome and all the dirt balls who got to see me this weekend got to do it because eddie took me so support live shows support me support eddie Follow us on all social media and I'll see you guys soon. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for supporting us guys. And like Joe said, if you got any recommendations or you want to get the ball rolling on any sort of bonus content, Patreon, please go on over to Reddit. All right, guys, much love for listening. We'll be back in a few days. And as always stay dirty.